Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me, as always, is my loyal friend and sidekick, Christian Redshaw. Christian, how are you doing today? I am doing better, actually. Thank you. I, I just got a call from my mom that uh, she found my phone. I lost my phone. Somehow she found it. So I've never heard his mom so excited, by the way, when, when she called with that with that news. But uh, how are you doing? I am fantastic, and I'm super excited to have um, someone I've, I've known for years, uh, uh, um, back to my first West days. So Krim Lada, he's the co-founder and CEO of Sticks Intelligence. Uh, Krim, how are you doing, my friend? And thank you for so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks, Tom. Uh, great to be here, and I'm feeling excited. That's that's great. Uh, we're we're super stoked to have you on the show, and. Um, I know who you are, <laughs> but I thought maybe we could just start off with uh, you maybe sharing a bit of your personal slash career narrative, um, indulge the audience, uh, our listeners and viewers. Tell us a little bit about the uh, career narrative of, of Krim today. Today's life, life is quite different today than it was um, a while ago. Um, started my career early days in, as a technical analyst, large oil and gas company in Calgary, and moved to Vancouver. Got a couple of gigs with consulting houses. And my life changed quite a bit after 9-11. I started my own little uh, single shingle with a partner called Alan Huey. Uh, and then, you know, uh, Alan decided to move on and Santosh and Chris Law joined me and we rebranded our company called IPS and ran it for about 15 years or so as a pure play in cyber managed security services with uh, two cyber centers, one in Vancouver on Dunsmuir and one in Asia, we had a fairly, fairly good client base and a good brand out there. And we got acquired by the big three, worked for them for about four years and decided to cycle and do nothing with life. And then I got bored. And, um, uh, you know, speaking to my other partner, uh, wanted to uh, start something different after um, we were seeing in COVID what companies were doing, what people were doing. And we came up with um, a new area called Digital Risk Protection Services. And we built a, a company from ground up with our own solution, providing that solution to the market. And um, we've commercialized the product as of last August and uh, very, very happy to say we're bringing clients on board on our platform. That's the, that's the short journey. The long journey is we will become uh, a force like we were with cyber uh, in our old days, but humble beginnings right now, Don. Be beautiful journey. I, I love it. Very cool. So I want to start by talking about why we're all here, which is companies want to protect their assets and their information. So there are people inside and outside organizations that come in and take data and then who, who knows where it goes. So how far can data go from an organization once it gets taken out? To, to what extent uh, can the damage be? Where, where can it go? It can spread. It can move quite easily to marketplaces where it's sold to the individuals or organizations that want to buy. Uh, you could lose your personal information, your credentials, corporate information. It's, an, it's, it's how far can you imagine how far, you know, the actors want to take this. Um, uh, it, it is quite large at 
um, you hear about breaches every day right now by the hour. And that information is out there. That information is getting spread. Uh, so it's, 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 a, it's a tough order to go and say how far because it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, no, that yeah. that, that uh, paints a very clear picture. So when we're talking about protecting this information from, you know, either within the organization or just getting to its intended locations and recipients, what are some of those uh, external exposures that a company would have against being able to keep that status quo? Well, what we find with our platform, and it's our platform from a digital risk, looks at it from the outside of a company, outside your perimeter, and outside from a digital So when, when we hit COVID and when we were trying to change how we work, we had to be very creative or start being, you know, a lot of things like digitization, transformation. What it meant was companies had to reinvent how they worked if they weren't communicating externally or dealing with external uh, viewpoint. Our platform looks at it primarily from the outside of an organization. It's not an insight. The teams and the IT and the cyber people look at it from the outside. We're always looking at it from the external side. And what we look at is three things. One is your brand. Second is your attack surface. And third is your third-party risk. And those all these three components make up our view digital risk protection. So we take a footprint uh, of your assets externally. We look at your brand. What's the, how's your reputation? What's the sentiment? What are the leaked credentials? Who's spoofing you? Who's putting up fake domains? How can we take them down? Uh, and of course, the biggest risk, uh, Dom would agree with me, is the uh, external third parties. They're not secure. You're not secure. So we look at that. And then we Put this in a single pane of glass and, and and work with our clients to say, look, here are the threats, here are the risks from an outside point of view in real time. Uh, that's what our platform does. And uh, we help them manage that. Very good. Before I pass it over to Dominic here, um, how important, you know, you touched on uh, the reputation, the brand. How important is it to stay on top of what's being said about your organization on social media and, and even in the news? You know, if I was to look at one thing, if you were to ask me one thing, what's what's resonating right now with clients? Brand. Brand and brand and brand. You're only as good as your brand and your reputation. Now, we're seeing institutions come to us or we're going out to them. Either they're not aware of what's happening to their brand or they're aware and they don't know what to do with it, whether it's um, uh, somebody impersonating them, somebody talking about them, sentiments, Twitter, social news, social media. And, and and we can show them all that what's external. And some things can be managed by the client or the customer. And some we can help them manage their um, uh, vulnerabilities, I would say, or risk. I'm, I'm curious. I know you and I have, I think, talked about this before in the past, but, you know, when you look at the current, let's call it the security vendor landscape right now, it's really crowded and it's really confusing even for like you know say a non-technical buyer um in terms of you know from that perspective of you know let's say you're, you're someone in an organization and you know you want to improve your current security posture um 
what's your advice for how they can best navigate that landscape? You know, what, what is it that they should be looking for in terms of being able to keep maturing their, their security posture? So Dom, you hit, hit it on the spot. There's a plethora of vendors trying to say, we'll manage your security, we'll be your partner. What do you look in a partner is when they manage and they, and they remediate, they take it to the next step. A lot of these companies, they will manage it for you. But who takes it from that second step of addressing and helping them uh, remediate, I would say, right? So that's how you look at a vendor. And the second is um, you always look at capabilities uh, and do they provide you the act, the service that you need as a single client? These companies are large, they're small, they're all sizes. We found in our experience when we were running IPS that we were very much a hands-on, client hands-on. We were providing them the white glove services. And that's what we've done with digital risk protection with sticks is that hands-on, one-on-one, to better understand one size doesn't fit all. So you have to take one client at a time. You have to have to provide and listen to what their use cases are and their business needs. Those two things make up your A client. And maybe just extending that further, so let's say, you know, for, for someone listening and or, or watching right now, and uh, they're like, hey, you know what? I'm liking what I'm hearing here around Sticks and Sticks Intelligence. What are, and I think you've already mentioned some of them, but in terms of those maybe starting use cases or things that they could start for starting a business case for maybe looking at something like Sticks, what what would be those those initial building blocks? I, I think you'd have to look at, you know, what is happening with their brand, first and foremost. What, 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 which area in that organization looks after that? Who does it ultimately report into? Is it the enterprise risk uh, people or the VP of communication, or it rolls up into CFO? Because that's how people view is really, you know, we have a client and, you know, uh, it reports into the CIO. Whilst we have another client, it reports into a, a, chief, a chief operating officer because it is so important to look at uh, these factors, you know, from a brand, uh, from a sentiment. Uh, uh, if you've got fake domains coming up right now, Dominic, uh, there's a large credit union in, in its province sending um, uh, emails to their members about their phishing, uh, uh, to be careful with phishing uh, exercise and, and how to, how to how to manage that and not to click on things. They're dealing with all these fake sites coming up and domains that, that people, you know, hey, you know, there's a promotion there. Let, let, let me look into it, right? Um, so every business in different uh, vertical has their own challenges, uh, whether it falls under the business and uh, marketing group or the chief risk officer or the CISO. Um, they have to tackle it. So we're finding success at the chief risk officer. That's really, that's very interesting. And, and um, I guess that's um, another point that you, you and I've talked about before is that evolution of, I guess, elevating this outside, you know, cybersecurity, I should say, elevating this outside of just IT, right? And as you've, you've, you've so beautifully said there, this is a risk, right? This is not something for the, you know, the IT team to just deal with uh, on their own. It needs... F- full purview and accountability outside of, of that. And um, I guess my, my last qu- question then on, on that note is um, ultimately then is um, 
when we're talking about cybersecurity and ultimately where we're seeing, you know, either security services or platforms like Sticks having the most success, is that a necessary prerequisite that this is elevated beyond IT? I would say if you were to ask me at any time, I would say this is not an IT issue. It is a business-driven uh, discussion. And I typically shy away from the talking to the IT guys <laughs> because <laughs> IT guys can solve anything. We're all smart. We've all grown up figuring things out. But this is at, a, at an executive level. This is the executives reporting to the board. The board has to be very careful of how they're handling their organization, their brand. And uh, the board will question the executives that are we doing the right thing. So it is definitely higher up. Uh, it's an elevated conversation. Sure. And that's a good segue into my question, which is uh, basically the, the executives themselves. We're talking about protecting organizations. What do the executives as individuals need to be protected from? Great question. You, you're, you're making me talk what I like to uh, say all the time. <laughs> you're smiling. <laughs> so, 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 so the platform, when it comes to the digital risk, um, uh, it has, uh, of course, the brand, the executive protection and company protection. And what we do is we deep dive into individual, the executive will we'll pick up their persona, we'll pick up what's out there, uh, we'll pick up their anything that's there uh, in, in the three layers of the net. Um, and, and, and it'll give us enough information to look at and say, okay, now you need to bring this, you got to narrow this down so that, uh, you know, you got to be careful of, of what's out there. Um, you know, you've clicked on these sites before, well, there's data lingering out there about, um, uh, whether it's credentials, whether, whether you've made comments out there, whether you've said uh, something that doesn't resonate well with the organization. So, so there is a lot we can do with uh, executives. So just drilling down further, and this, I guess, can go with the company as well. But when you find like an impersonator, like a, a website or a social media profile, how does one go about addressing that problem? How do you deal with that? Yeah, so I'll give you an example. We had a, a, a large sports team. Uh, we were doing their um, proof of concept. and. Um, there was lots on the executive, negative sentiments, negative fake uh, sites out. Um, for my sentiment, we can we can help them uh, bring it to a, a respectable level. But on the fake information, the fake sites out, uh, what we do is uh, we have a service called a takedown service. And uh, we can, you know, we've got analysts and experienced individuals that will uh, ap approach and contact the authorities. With the, uh, with the information, and we can take those uh, sites down. So um, I know we're, we're getting low on time here, but um, maybe just two, two more final quick questions. You want from me, one from Christian. I get one more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're enjoying this so much, Karim, so we're going to go a little over time here. But uh, um, in your mind, who are your ideal clients and for Sticks? Who does Sticks best serve? We have found success with mid-sized organizations, whether it's financial, retail online um people who who have their brand out there people who are really really and we have brick and mortar companies too on our platform don't get me wrong um so mid-size is a sweet spot 
we do um, work with larger organizations, but it takes a long time because they're they're quite big and they might uh, have many people to get involved uh, in, in looking at that because it's not a single individual that makes a decision. So mid-size is, is especially the financial institution. Tom, I I find that um, they're they're uh, a good candidate. It's education, it's information. That's awesome. Okay, so I noticed that uh, Karim, you had something called a free digital risk score. That got me curious. I, I would really love to know what what I get with that. So basically, a digital risk score is where you take the data with with our solution and 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 build up a a, a score. The score ranges from a zero to one thousand, and what it does, it tells us what your risk exposure is, what what how bad it is out there for you as an organization. And um, think of it as a credit card score. Um, so we, we, we sum it up uh, and roll it up into a, into a dashboard score. And, and I'll give you an example. We had one of our clients when we onboarded them uh, about uh, four months ago, you know, they were at about um, 650. And that's bad, high. And over the course of uh, four months, We've got them down to 150, which is a very respectable level. Now that information, it goes a step further. He can then report into the executive board that this is where we were, this is where we are now, we're at a respectable level, things are under control. Remember the board and the executives want to make sure everything's in order. They don't want to see any highlights. That would be really interesting to see what that looks like. I would imagine it's a it's a colorful uh, display. <laughs> it's very visual with uh, indicators, uh, graphs, and um, uh, good uh, good charts. Awesome. This has been just an absolutely fantastic conversation. Th- thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to join us today on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. And um, for just like last last thing for those uh, listening and watching, they're interested in the uh, what you've had to say. What's the best way for them to um, learn more about uh, about Sticks? Uh, simple email info at sticksintel.com. We have that. Uh, we do get people inquiring. We do get people calling in. Um, all the information is on our website, how to uh, contact us. We're a local company. And uh, uh, again, thank you guys for having me on the call. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. And Krish and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode. Well, that was a fantastic episode. Um, Dino, one of your, your your key takeaways. Well, the the theme that kept coming up over and over again for me was the brand. It's like what's happening with your brand, and what Kareem said. You know, you're only as good as your brand uh, and your reputation. I think that's that's the main point for me. Yeah, a- absolutely. I know it was just a f- fantastic conversation, and uh, um, just always tremendous wisdom and tremendous insights. And we're very uh, thankful to uh, Kareem for joining us today on the podcast and. As always, we want to extend a special thank you to our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. And if you did happen to miss a previous episode, do check out the Cybersecurity Matters YouTube page and or check out old or your favorite episodes on your preferred podcasting platform. Till next time, be well, be safe, and we'll see you again once again in the future on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Mm -hmm.